This is the word to go, y'all. Hey, everyone. This is Mickey James. And SoCal Bow. And Lisa Marie Barron. And you're listening to Grown Ass Women Podcast. That's right, Godcast. If you love our weekly YouTube show, you're going to love our audio version. So grab a cocktail, slip into something more comfortable, and get ready to dish with us totally unfiltered. So get ready for the Godcast in three, two, one. This is the word to go, y'all. Well, hello, 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 and welcome, ladies, to Gaw TV. Yes, that is a hashtag when you're ha- joining the conversation, when you want to talk, when you want to shout at us, hit that hashtag. Let us know. Let us know what's up. Um, make sure you hit that like button while you're here. You know, drop us a comment. That That's helpful. You know, subscribe today, you guys. So you never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode. And of course, always our favorite. Hit that bell icon, you know. Ring, ding, dong. Because we're celebrating. We're celebrating. We are celebrating. Two whole years since our very first episode. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. It's nuts. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you, you. ladies. Wow. And thank thank you for watching, everybody. Yes. And I have to say, big shout out to our our lovely Sal, who um, was the one to point it out. We're like, wow, if it wasn't for you guys, even Anthony's always explaining it's the 100th episode. Listen, we do a lot of things. We have all of our hands in different projects, and sometimes it's hard to remember. And you guys, Sal, Anthony, all of our amazing people in the live chat room, by the way, hello to everyone chatting live tonight. If you're new here and you're watching on replay, thank you for watching on replay. But don't forget, Every Wednesday, we are here live in the chat room, chatting a lot in real time as the episode airs, as it premieres. But if you really want to get to be a part of Team Gaw, like really want to represent the brand, yeah, Lisa, and get all that juicy, 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 juicy. exclusive (laughs) content, all of our juicy extras, do yourself a flave. Go ahead and give it a goog. Go to (laughs) patreon.com slash Gaw TV and support our show. Get all kinds of exclusive perks fun videos from us you get the episodes early you get the unfiltered episodes early uh all the all the juicy juicy content as lisa so poignantly pointed out and (laughs) this month it's your last chance this is the last wednesday of the month to join in may so we will be sending all of our may top tier gorgeous Mm. patrons all of our what did you call them mickey the top of the top the cream of the crop if you're a gorgeous member in may (laughs) you'll get a video shout out from each of us sent to you with love that is true good memory Good memory. Wow. And don't forget, you guys, unedited versions on Patreon as well and uh, on our podcast. So take a listen, listen when you're working out. You know, Mickey's always at the gym. So, you know, she does it. She from tunes the into the God TV. You know, you're, you're missing out. I Tracy do. Well, and now on Spotify, you can watch the episodes, which yes. is so fun. Yeah, that's I cool. Really you know, Tracy it. Brooks actually listens to it at the gym when she's working out. She just started working out again. So I know. I love you, Tracy. Thank she's, you. She's like, she's like, she goes, I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. She goes, this is a good show. Yeah. I actually really I love, love it. I love it. Yes. I love it. And you know, you can get all the merchandise like Val's drinking out of a oh, mug. Yeah. The mug. Funny you should mention. Mm-hmm. And the Hold pillow. On, the pillow. Oh. Wake up! Oh, wake up, Mickey! Wake up! So they're so comfy, right? They're so comfy. Oh so my! Comfy. 
And the link nice. is right below Teesprings to how to get some of our merch. There's more to come too. Yeah, and um, did you guys notice my banner behind me? I, I sure do. did. I see it. Beautiful. I taped it. I get over it. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh my God, I, rig I rigged it. At WrestleCon, we had it and it, we were trying to straighten it because like when it gets to be folded up in a way, our faces look all scrunched up. So we're like. <laughs> so David put it on the banner poles, right? And the, the hand, and I like, I go, the, the banner's heavy. So it sags yeah. in the middle and I go. Right. That, that's not what I want. We Forget don't want it. Let me tape it. Dolly. Let me just tape it. it Let me tape beautiful. it. I'll do it. I'll do that's it. Beautiful. It's beautiful though, huh? Too much glare, but. It's that's all right. You went if above I do and say beyond. so myself. It looks fabulous. Always. Um, speaking of fabulous, now we have one of our most anticipated guests ever on the show. I did a little teaser because I wanted to tell you guys like how excited I was. And I was just so entertained by everyone commenting about who they thought I was talking about. Because it could have been really anyone. I was talking to people that I love and that I fangirl over. But this is somebody who you guys is a personal hero of mine. I never got to actually work with. But got to meet him and interview him in Liverpool recently. And my goodness, what a lovely gentleman agreed to be on the show. Loves you ladies and is a new Love friend of mine. But again, a personal hero. This is a WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. Huge guest, huge legend huge. of wrestling. And yes. Lisa huge. is giving away exactly what kind of vibe we can expect from this legendary Texan. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome WWE Hall of Famer, John Bradshaw Layfield. J-B-L. J-B-L. A-P-A. A-P-A. So many good memories. Oh, so many. There he is. There he is. Yay! Welcome, welcome, my friend. How are you? Thank you very much. It is great to see all of you. It's wonderful to see you too. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're honored to be here. Yeah, yeah. honor. Yeah, good game, by the way. Good game. Good game. A virtual, <laughs> a virtual good game. Good game. <laughs> That's right. Does Lisa look the part or what? We all popped when she came on screen. She I went all game. out. It was, I was like JBL. I go. I get to wear my cowboy hat again. Absolutely. <laughs> I need. I need one of those uh, Black Widow glasses. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. the rhinestone one he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. I've never seen those. You were. You have it. one, silly. Oh the my God. You're holding up. Oh, okay. Well, I thought actually a brand of Black Widow. I go, I don't know what those are. Oh, no. They must Wait, be pricey. Where, I need this in my life. I do. John, custom. Audacity one of the first questions we always ask our guests is what you're drinking, what you're wearing. So, you know, obviously Lisa is dressed up for you. The te- she got her hat in Texas at the gift shop. Is it not beautiful? It's authentic. Too it's damn expensive. Authentic. It's a beautiful. Too damn expensive. Hat. It is a beautiful. I paid a fortune for this. Damn gift shops. Well, it looks great. <laughs> I love you, JBL. What you drinking? What you wearing? I'm wearing. I'm drinking a Monster Energy drink. There it is. Non-alcoholic. Fortune. Wear my Muhammad Ali uh, t-shirt and uh, no pants. I'm like. Uh, there you Winnie go. The Pooh. I'm like Uh-oh. Winnie the Pooh. I'm like Winnie the Pooh. No pants. You, bet, you came you better to the watch right out. place. <laughs> yeah. We it's were a, talking it's a casual about, place, yeah. We were talking about in the thing. I said, you just put your foot up there. Watch out for that only feet. Remember, we were talking about that in the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm going to start up an only fats. It's like only fans, but oh. it's like for his, it's like for his fat old guys, and it's going to be like <laughs> sexy Eric pictures of me all laid up, you know, like on a, on a farm or something, you know, with a bunch of like dairy cows and things, dairy. and it'd be only fats. Yeah, it's a subscription right. service. You can just do a line <laughs> for three. There's a market for everything these days. I, I'm going. I after, hear it. Yeah. 
I'm I guarantee that foot picture, that foot picture of you putting your foot up, is going to be printed for you to sign at your next appearance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Just wait for it. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm wearing a Mad Life. I played here one time, a Mad Life t-shirt and I'm eat, I'm drink eating Swig Life, my Swig Life cup, but these fizzies, you know, I like these fizzies. I can't get it out, you guys, but it's in there oh. and they're good. But, so yeah. where is the Mad Life? What is the Mad Life? This is, oh, Mad Life stage is in Atlanta. It's in Georgia. It's outside of Atlanta, stage and studios. I did a show there yeah. about a couple years ago. And so all I got was this tank top. <laughs> and all I got it's actually a fantastic venue if you've never been like it's it's really great the vibe in there is good and the, it's you know a lot of people have played there so I felt pretty special to have to get to play there you know? I got to go one time with uh, Mark Wills when he was uh, playing the Opry and Charlie uh -huh. Pride oh. sang Kalijah and I thought I, I can die and go to heaven right now I've seen yeah. Charlie Pride sing Kalijah at the Opry oh my god that's amazing that's magical. awesome magical yeah. Lisa, I have to let you go next because you're so in theme. I'll go last. You have to discuss. Walk us through this this themed outfit for for Jamie. Well, I'm also like Winnie the Pooh, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease! Nobody's wearing pants. No one's wearing pants. It's a no pants party. I just put a turtleneck on. This is a headband. I did. Um, I got my hat from WrestleCon. Um, from the WrestleCon from Texas. And I got in the gift shop, which is my most expensive hat I've ever owned. I'll be honest with you. And I just went all out for you because I love you, JBL. Oh, and I'm Thank drinking. You. Oh my God, you guys, I switched. Thank you also shout out for my blingy, blingy, blingy um, wine glass a fan made me. Yes. That took them, how many hours did I say? 25 hours today? Yeah. 25 hours. And I got Sam's Club. Look how giant this, this bottle is. Cook bottle. Cook oh, champagne. Yeah. Six forty-seven a bottle. Wow! What Ooh, a bargain! The size of your head—it's humongous. Six forty-seven. Less than a glass. I love my bargain. I and I said, you know what? I'm—I don't drink champagne very often. And I said, JBL's coming on our show. I'm going to get the champagne. It's a special get occasion. Cooks. Yeah. Get well, that I, was there, I would drink champagne with you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. I tell you, you're in the right place. A team player. It's a no pants party. He drinks champagne. What's not to love? I am also a big fan of JBL. And again, I want to say thank you so much for being here. And it was such an honor to interview you in Liverpool with Monopoly events. But I, uh, you know, I didn't go with the hat. I went with the big Texas hair because I was born in El Paso. So we do have the Texan thing in common. Uh, and I just went with a little brand here from the UK called Lavish Alice, a big fan. And I'm so glad you asked what I'm drinking because it's a little bit of rosé all day in my grown-ass women mug available now in our store branding <laughs> branding get your shit in girl get your shit in <laughs> so it's like a wine no pants party is what it is it right? is it we is. don't want to whine about it i'm 100 percent in yeah <laughs> yeah that's the you didn't read our you didn't get our you didn't read our letter did you because it's like um we partake in drinks and it's very casual we're we usually wear pants no pants yeah. no pants yeah. uh, yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah. JBL, you were in Texas for WrestleCon, um, being back in your home state. How like spectacular was that? And what, did you have any like memorable moments, funny moments at that at the at the signing? No, just good moments. You know, I started in Texas, and so and I retired in Texas. The last match I had was I think WrestleMania 25 was uh, when Sean and Undertaker had that incredible match. That was my last match where I I chose Ray Mysterio to retire retire me. And yes. uh, I was wanting to make it to Texas because the Von Erics were getting uh, in the Hall of Fame that weekend. And also that was in Texas going to go out at WrestleMania. That's 
So I, I, I waited a little bit long to retire. I, I probably should retire, you know, earlier because my back. But it, I have fond memories in Texas. I started at Katie's and Industrial right there, uh, the old sportatorium. Yeah. It, Val always said we should have retired a long time ago. It's, it's, it's like Hotel California. You can yeah. check in, but you can't check out in wrestling. Yeah. You think you're going to be done. I'm, this is my last year. This yeah. is my last year. You, back you can't get out. It's a trap, yeah. people. <laughs> but the cool well. thing is, one of my questions was uh, obviously being mo more on the announcing side of things. I always find it really cool and interesting that, you know, say someone was a football player, then they become an analyst. So in wrestling, me uh, only having the announcer side of things, I thought it was really cool and, and a great way to see you transition from being an amazing in-ring competitor to then going into the commentating side and, and being an analyst. And so how, can you talk about the little, uh, the challenges and maybe some misconceptions about both? Yeah. I, I, when I first got to be a commentator, I, I don't know if I became any good later, but I wasn't that good. I don't think in my mind because I still wanted to wrestle. You know, I coached one year, I coached football one year. I played a little professional football and I coached uh, down here in Texas right now, a little junior college here. And I still wanted to play. And it really hurt my ability to coach these kids because I wasn't that much older than them. And I thought, you know, I really want to be out there. And that hurt me a little bit, I think, when I was doing commentary first. But then when I went back and wrestled for a little bit, realized I was hurt, probably shouldn't have gone back and went back to do commentary. That's when I really enjoyed it because then I was just a fan. And then I, I didn't have no desire to be back in the ring. I just wanted to call the action and do the best I could with it. And I really enjoyed it. You know, and, and people talk about uh, commentators all the time in, in, in wrestling. We're not legit commentators. It's a work, you know, we're actors <laughs> like the guys in the ring are, you know, and people say, well, why did, why did you not see that? Because I knew it was coming. You know, you, sometimes you say something like, oh, who is that? We know who it is. It's the undertaker. He's been there 52 straight weeks, but you want to <laughs> let the fans get it first. So right. unlike football where you say, well, the cornerback has rolled up that frees up the fr uh, Mike linebacker to blitz. You tell the fans that because that, that opens up the game to them. Yeah. In wrestling, it's just the opposite. You want to be a step behind. And that's, right. one thing, that's one of the things that's so hard to figure out. That's why it's hard for play-by-play -play guys to come from sports into wrestling that don't know wrestling very well because they have a hard time being behind the action instead of being ahead of it. Right. Well, that makes so that, much sense. Isn't it, like, so confusing, though? I remember, you know, when we did guest commentating, like, as a, I'm horrible at it. And listening to the earphones, you're like, hold on, someone's talking to me, and I can't pay attention to the match. Some, it's too much going on. You have to like act smooth and excited and stuff like that's a tough freaking challenge, man. I it's that's a hard job. Yeah. And Vince gets a lot of heat over the way he produces guys. I loved it. And by the way, Vince was never rude to me. Not one time. Did not yell at me one time. Uh, Jerry Lawler says the same thing. Booker T says the same thing. Now he yelled at Michael Cole and he yelled at some <laughs> other guys, but I think it was the old guys who had been in the ring for him. You know, he just had a, it just treated us differently. Even when I made mistakes, he was very kind about it, but I loved him being my ear because he was very succinct. He's a great producer. You know, he would tell you just a short little phrase. He wouldn't tell you a whole paragraph. And usually I'd be a one word behind it. I would just repeat exactly what he said because he knew what was coming up and he also knew what he was feeding somewhere else. So sometimes he'd feed me something, but he would feed Cole something different. And it made sense after Cole said it, you know, mm -hmm. so it, he had access to, to everything. And so when he, I, I enjoyed Vince being a producer, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I think it's fashionable to say they hated it, but I thought he was terrific at it. Yeah. Well, I, I can say it. I like that really makes so much sense to me because I tried out commentating on main event and I really struggled with, like, I felt like obviously we're the, we pick ourselves apart the most, but 
I was like, oh God, I'm just not any good at that. Vince was always nice. So he wasn't really like he, like you said, he would throw in one word or one phrase. Um, no one was ever mean to me. I won't say that. I just think that I was hard on myself, but again, I think I still wanted to wrestle. And so you, I didn't dive wholeheartedly into it, you know, to, to be as good as I could. Whereas now I can kind of sit back and go, I, I learned a lot going to NXT and just trying to learn, but it's a whole different ball game because you do have so much going in your ears and you're trying to tell the story, but you're also still trying to be your character and who you are as a performer, um, but still deliver the message and help the match and do all the things. I, I didn't understand how difficult that job was until you sat in the seat and really like had to take it all in. I couldn't imagine doing it now because it's so many spots in the ring and there's so much action that you're just like, by the time you're like commenting on one move, they're already doing six other moves. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sensory no? overload. No, that's so cool because to me, again, not being a wrestler, that's something I wouldn't have thought of. Uh, you know, to me, it is sometimes it is sensory overload or it's it can be daunting, but it's so cool to hear from in-ring competitors that, that became analysts or commentators. It's so neat. So I appreciate that. That's that's something for me as as a fan that I really wanted to ask. So appreciate that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And Victoria, the thing you're talking about is, is it's very it's that's well, something that's missing today. And I'm not gonna pick on the the young guys and girls. No. You know, they work very hard just like we did. They're, you know, I'm not gonna well, we were much better than them, you know, ever, ever generation. So I'm not going to be that guy. So, but it, even in, in my day, you know, you had guys who had too much movement and not enough emotion. So he, you got to, as Vince would explain it, uh, you know, you got to have a move and you got to have some type of break, enough break for the guys sitting next to somebody to say, Hey, did you see that? And talk about it and register it. Otherwise it gets lost. And if you're a commentator right. and they go from one thing to the next, you literally can't talk about it. You can't talk right. about, oh my goodness, I could have hurt him and did this and did that because of right to another move. And so, and so to me, it does hurt, but that's every generation has had a problem with that with too much movement and not enough emotion. For sure. Yeah. Well said. Slow down. Slow, Slow down. down there, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. You know what <laughs> I want to talk about? Well, first off, I know you're doing your podcast with Mr. Gerald Briscoe. How's that been going? It's going great. The best thing about the podcast is seeing these old wrestlers who are used to rotary dial telephones trying to get on Zoom. So, right. yeah. And we want all of you ladies to come on the podcast. So pl please oh, do. Oh, we'd love to. Oh, heck yeah. A mashup, if you will. Absol absolutely. Now, Jerry's yeah. great. I love Jerry. You know, he's, he's from Oklahoma. So you, you had to use small words with him. Uh, but he's, uh, <laughs> I called his wife one time when he had a heart attack. I said, how's Jerry doing? She said, oh, my goodness. He doesn't know where he is. He's, he's slurring his words. I said, that's Friday. <laughs> that's Friday. Jerry, Jerry's the best. Jerry is just the nicest guy. You know, we were talking about Pat O'Connor the other day. He was in the dressing room with Pat O'Connor. We're talking about Gorgeous George. He's in the dressing room with Gorgeous George. Uh, you know, it's yeah. just his part of history is just incredible you know he's the one that sold georgia championship wrestling to vince back in 84 uh, you know right. it's just amazing he's been there for so much history and he remembers it you know that's yeah. you know something that's that's uh, unique also is he has a terrific memory he's, a, he's yeah. just a good person i would never tell him that and i hope he doesn't see this <laughs> yeah, yeah. does he still have a weak stomach does he have a weak stomach Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh -oh. I for years sent him pick uh, subscriptions to Texas magazines like Texas Monthly, Texas Parks and Wildlife, all this stuff. I signed him up for Texas retirement homes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, see, Trump, Trump was right about the wall. He was wrong about the place. We shouldn't have it between us and Mexico. We got no problem in Mexico. We should have it between us and Oklahoma. 
<laughs> keep, keep like the Briscoes out and all these people out. Uh, that's north of the Red River. Right. Oh, Red River. An old Red River. The old, old Red, Red River, River shootout. <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh well you know what else i was telling the ladies about you know obviously i follow all your philanthropy stuff i know you just had a um a golf tournament mm -hmm. and then i was telling them about when the bahamas when you were doing the soccer club it was like a soccer club for the boys and girls club what was that rugby rugby rugby, rugby. Was rugby. yeah it's when i was close close island i was when i was in bermuda close. and uh I was uh, use rugby to work with kids. And the reason rugby and, and, and both soccer work is because they're a very simple game. Right. All you need is the ball, you know, like a lacrosse or football, you need all the equipment. You need 22 players. If it's American football with right. soccer, you can play three on three with rugby. You can play three on three or you can play right. 15 on 15. So mm -hmm. it's great for at risk, low income kids. And it also helps them get out a lot of frustration. You know, you, you teach kids, it's okay to run into each other and not get mad. You know, right, these yeah. kids have not done that because there's not a contact sport in Europe, really, that allows kids to, to do stuff like that. Yeah. And so I've, rugby has been uh, real successful. Uh, the programs that I've used in Bermuda, I worked with groups in uh, East Africa and this wonderful group out of Memphis, uh, Memphis Center City Rugby. Yeah. What made you get involved in that? I went down in 2010 to the Soccer World Cup down in Cape Town. And I got right. to go with uh, Desmond Tutu uh, to uh, Robbins Island, where they held him and uh, Mandiba, uh, Mountain, uh, Nelson Mandela, in the prison. And in fact, uh, Mandela was supposed to go with us, but that's when he first started got got sick. Yeah. And, and when I came back, I was so excited to have met these legends of you know that, that did so many great things after apartheid, and just wonderful, incredible people. And somebody asked me, "Do you want to go see this shanty town right outside of Cape Town?" And they're using this program of sport to help these kids get educated, job skills, things like that. I said, oh, I'd love right. to, you know, and I went there and saw it and I just couldn't believe that I'd spent my whole life and didn't know that people were using sport in such wonderful ways. And so right. I got involved with it. I started up my own program and I've literally been all over the world. I've worked in the slums of Mumbai and Delhi. I've worked in Harlem with gangs in Chicago and this wonderful group in Memphis. I've helped uh, programs in uh, East Africa and Zimbabwe. Uh, Rwanda, Malawi, Tanzania, several places. I, I just love it. It's, it's what I it's what I wish I could do all the time. I love sport and I love working with kids that are born into situations where they don't really have options because I think it's just right. unfair. And then they get a right. they get short stick on, on things. And I, I, I like being able to try to give them options. Are you tired a lot? Frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day? The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep for and the quality of the sleep that you're getting. If you want to increase your energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Worst of all, the World Health Organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen, meaning not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported having difficulty sleeping, but only 4% of them have actually tried a sleep aid? And most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and L-tryptophan. That's the stuff in Turkey that makes you, you know, turkey tired. So you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. 
If you're finding yourself hitting that midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed at how good you feel. Recovery PM is available now from LegacySups.com. And if you use code GAW, that's right, capital G, capital A, capital W, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. When I became a mom at 35, a lot of people assumed that my best days were behind me, but not me. I'm Mickey James, a nine-time women's wrestling champion, an award-winning country music recording artist, entrepreneur, philanthropist, executive producer, and above all, a wife and a very proud mother. And I'm so excited to share with you our new line of nutritional supplements designed for strong, active women from LegacySups.com. Her Legacy. Now, you may have heard our ads on other podcasts for our best-selling testosterone booster, Test X9, or our amazing sleep aid, Recovery PM. And now, I'm so excited to launch a line of products by women, for women, to help women be their absolute best physically and mentally so they can crush it in everything that they do. All of our products are made right here in the USA in an FDA-approved facility and are personally used and approved by myself and my husband, world champion and published fitness author, Nick Aldis. So whether you're a guy looking to add inches to your arms and lose them off your waist, or a woman who wants to look, feel, and perform at her absolute best, I really hope you try our products at LegacySubs.com. Use code GAW, G-A-W, for 10% off your entire order, and we ship worldwide. Set your goals, push your limits, leave your legacy at LegacySupps.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm more curious about the golf golf tournament, and thanks for the invite. I golf, and I, yes, I, yes, and so I'm, I just, my brother's trying to get me in a tournament this Thursday, and I'm like, I just did an appearance. I go, hold on, let me see how I feel, because I'm with a, they wants me to get a group of the team that wants to win. And I'm like, oh, I don't want the pressure right there. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I'm so envious that you're doing golf tournaments. Seriously. Yeah, it's just a big fundraiser for our group in Memphis. And uh, people yeah. have been very helpful. Uh, Memphis has been a wonderful support. Jerry Lawler has been a wonderful support. Jeff yeah. Jarrett has been incredible. Kane's been incredible. Uh, yeah. Guys have really yeah. helped us tremendously. Yeah. You know, it's it wonderful. You know, guys, event, it I tell you a wonderful story. Ruby Riot, who I met at um, a convention, oh, yeah. uh, she, she was, I was talking to Ron Simmons about the, the charity, and she was in the car with us, and she said, I'd love to donate. I said, well, if you had something like for an auction, that, that'd be wonderful. And uh, she brought me some, her WrestleMania boots that she had made just for WrestleMania to the uh-huh. next convention. I didn't talk. I didn't see her for two months. And yeah. she, she remembered it and, and brought them. She goes, I got these for you to auction off. I mean, that's, that's oh so far be, above and beyond. What a wonderful person Ruby Rod is. Yeah, she's right. great. I love her. I love her. I love her. Everyone loves her. Yeah. Very down to earth. Oh my gosh. Never let that, that, that the business get to her head. I love her. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. know how it was with, with all the stuff that WWE has done. You know, we're the first group to go down to 9-11 to ground zero. And, and well, firefighters were, you know, getting bodies still out of the building and we were the first one of the first groups to go into iraq and afghanistan you know wrestlers are very supportive of charities yeah. and yeah you know, it's, really, it's really cool it's really cool to see that yeah yeah i think you know too i mean i'm I, I don't know how if it's still true but i feel like a lot of wrestlers because we we didn't come from like a whole lot you know so we know what that struggle's like and just to make it 
or anything. So we kind of understand that struggle of like overcoming and stuff. So we can really empathize um, with a lot of, but I just love that you're doing that for those kids so much. Like you're such an amazing person. I love you so much. I've told you that since the day I picked you and your wife up when you guys were walking home from Madison Square Garden. That's right. Never forget it. I think I was like year two on the road and I saw them walking home. They're just walking casually walking home from the show. And I was like, what are you doing? Get my car. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's it's not yeah, really yeah. a road story. It's kind of a side of the road story, which we yeah, all it's kind of a side of the road story. And it lasts for a solid five minutes. You know, they, <laughs> they literally were right like three blocks away. I don't know why I was so worried. I'm not from New York, you know, and I know yeah. you were living there. I'm not from there. I didn't know. The old big city. The big old city. big city. The old yeah. big yeah. city. The big well, city. Well, maybe I told you when I saw you, I cannot tell you how happy I am for you with all your success. I, I oh, just, you're so sweet. Thank you. Always been a big fan. I think you're a wonderful person. And thank so you so I'm, much. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. As are we, Mickey. Well, yes. you mentioned WWE is so great about philanthropy, as are you in your own projects. But we we very often talk to our guests about social media. And, you know, some people consider it hurtful. Some, com- some people consider it harmful or helpful. I mean, in this day and age, I think it's kind of a necessity, especially to say an aspiring wrestler or a brand or even a charity that's trying to get the word out. So for you, uh, we'll put up your Twitter account here for all the fans to follow. If they aren't already, they should be. But for you, do you think social media is been helpful or tedious or how, how do you feel about it i don't know i don't really like it and if i didn't have the cherry stuff i don't think i would do it at all you know really? and, and i had a podcast with uh you know gerald briscoe you know you have to yeah it's a necessary evil or I, if it is an evil i don't know if it is or not but right i, I don't really enjoy it there's so much negativity on there you know yeah. i just i'm on a thread like everybody is with a bunch of my old college buddies and i want to see pictures of people falling off roofs and <laughs> and, yeah. and somebody falling down the stairs i just want right. to see funny i want to see funny stuff you know i just want to <laughs> laugh every day i don't yeah, want to see sad stuff i don't want to have somebody gripping about something you know just life's too short for all that you know it's too short to be negative there's so much negativity on social media it yeah. has helped you know i hate i absolutely hate i hate it every time i put up a picture of some charity work that i do because it just i feel like it's self-aggrandizing and I hate it, uh, really hate it. Uh, but you have to do it to get money and awareness for, for the charity. Right. You know, it's just yeah. kind of something that that's necessary. Now, the stuff I do for promotion for me and Jerry's podcast, that, that's kind of fun because we have some fun stories yeah. to talk about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You guys are funny. You're funny. Yeah. It's funny to each other, which I find hilarious. I love Jerry so much. He's always been, maybe it's because we're native and so he's, you know. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. My native brother. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice doing a show with like one of your close friends. That's how all of us, all three of us, started yeah, our right, show. It's right. like because we were so tight, and it just it worked. You know, right. we're walking all the time, anyways. Just might as well put it on the screen, right, Mickey? And yeah, well, and I'm sure the stories we talk about stories just are like little road stories and stuff. But between the two of you, I'm sure there's some, oh. some amazing stories to be shared there. I've seen. Do you guys this, have yeah. to go like this? Uh, sh- uh, oh, no, no, no. It's, oh, okay. Alive. it's okay. The good thing about being old, and that's what I found out from old wrestlers that are come on the, the uh, podcast, the statute of limitations is so far up, nobody cares. You know, so yeah. it's like, they'll, they'll tell stories. And I hear some from some of these guys like, I can't believe we're telling this story. But you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's 30 years ago. So no, nobody yeah. cares. Right. No filter. No filter. I yeah. know. Yeah, there's a there's I do want to mention this, you guys. I did want to tell you exactly. I was telling the girls like I'd like to act- actually ask JBL this. Do you remember when I got taken to court? I was about to get taken to court um, because Trish Stratus 
upgraded me to first class because she wanted we wanted to go over because we had some hardcore match or something. Come sit up here, you know, on Air Canada. She had all these miles. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're on the plane with all the boys. No, I can't. And she goes, I just bumped you up. And I go, oh, my God, who do I piss off? The whole crew or Trish, who I'm fighting in the ring. And I got off the, the, the plane and someone razzed me, like, how was your first class seat? And I go, man, I did not know what to do. You know, Fit Finley was back there. He goes, I wouldn't have taken your seat. And he goes, I knew you wanted, you were sitting with Trish going over the match, that kind of stuff. And I got, I got so much major heat from that. And I was going to be taken to court, you guys. So I had to bribe. I had to go get Jack Daniels for Undertaker. And there was, is it, wait, Crown Royal was your drink? Crown Royal or, or Cruise Light. Okay, so they didn't have Crown Royal. I went to every liquor store. I woke up at 6 a.m. scouting the whole town. 6 and I at bought, the liquor store. I, I got a case of beer. And I remember I couldn't bring it in. And I bribed you guys, please help me. I go, I'm new. I'm please green. I don't know what the, I'm so new at this business. I don't know what I'm not supposed to do. And there's a lot of rules and stuff like that. But I got a court. Thank you, JP. We, we were easily bribable. <laughs> yes, they, thank they, God. Case they called they called Taker the hanging judge because he was always hung over. <laughs> <laughs> so if you bring a bottle of Jack Daniels, he, he, oh. okay, you, you're off. You're just off. That's it. No more. I got off, you guys. You guys have oh. no idea. I was I was vomiting Nothing the back. night before because I go, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go. I'm I don't want to go to catering. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so stressed. I'm gonna hide in the locker room all day. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We had that tradition oh in Europe. It was Franz Schumann was wrestling a <laughs> Virgil. Virgil came over and Virgil I may have taken something or not. He was acting very strange. And the match was horrible. I mean horrible. And guys were really mad for not Franz not taking a fall early on Virgil and just cutting the match off because the place was packed to see Franz, who was a huge popular babyface and this WWE star come over. And Franz comes in the next day, and he started a wonderful tradition. He brought beer on the cooler. It was packed. And he brought it in and goes, guys, whoever watched that match yesterday, you need this. <laughs> from that point forward, he's like, all right, good. So anytime you had a bad match, you had to bring in booze for the, for the boy. so funny. That's Lisa, wow. what were you drinking that made you so sick? Was it Jack Daniels? No, I was... No, I was so nervous from throwing up. Oh, just I nerves, nerves is what made you throw up. I was like, I got so much heat. Oh, I so thought you were partaking. No, oh. no, no, no. I had to buy them Jack Daniels and and, and beer oh. because they didn't have Crown Royal. And I was like, <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to be with all the wrestlers and then Undertaker and JBL are going to... The oh, I was like so freaking. It I was a lot a of that though. It's just the guys taking a shot. Or Raven, a I know. Shot, you know? It's, yeah. It's not, yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. But guys, when they find out somebody's getting worked up, they just they really go to town. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah. I know. The more nervous I, I show my feelings. It was, I'm sure. Howard exactly. Finkel was the best. Not no big deal. The boys are just ribbing me. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no, no big, big deal. deal. It's just a rip. No big deal. No big. Deal. <laughs> Howard, the we're oh, trying to get you to say no big deal over and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I would love coming back from the tours and Fink would always meet us at the airport, you know, when we'd come back from the UK tours and stuff and he'd be there just waiting, waiting to see <laughs> yeah. us all through. Steadily waiting. Yeah. Steadily yeah. waiting. So what else is going on in your life? What's what you got coming up? What are you doing these days? Uh, well, I've got the, the, the golf tournament coming up and uh, just the same, same old stuff. You know, I, yeah. I'm... Uh, I'm enjoying uh, not having to be on the road all the time. 
you know, yeah. as Ron says, I've been waiting a long time to do nothing. So <laughs> it's yeah. not, I'm not doing nothing. I'm still doing a lot of appearances in the, the podcast and stuff. So, and, I, and I enjoy all that. I, I'm down here right now in Texas with uh, taking taking care of my mom. So oh, I've, been doing, I've been doing yard work all day. Oh, good deal. Yep. Bless I fertilized the yard. I've watered the yard because the sprinklers broke, which I'm getting fixed in a couple of days. And so, okay. It's, yeah. That's. That's Don't tell Mickey. Yeah. She's she's become an avid gardener. Every time we talk to her, she's, she's the gardening garden center. I got a blueberry yes. bush and a all tomato plant. What do we say? There's not there there's not a garden center I don't like. You there's know? not. <laughs> well, I I will tell you again to fangirl from you know how Lance Storm says if I can be serious for a moment. My catchphrase is now officially I've just decided if I can fangirl for a moment. I was a huge fan of APA and I wanted to be Trish Stratus. I wanted to be, I wanted you guys to lift me over the ropes and be like the, you know, uh, that was my dream. I didn't want to be a leader. I wanted to be the, you know, the manager. And uh, so being a huge fan of his, I'd never met him before. And I mean, I've met maybe two wrestlers ever <laughs> that we'll name later when we go off the air. Just kidding. <laughs> that actually scared me, you know, that were kind of like a little standoffish, but I mean, it never happened. Usually everyone's so lovely. And Ron Simmons, I was very intimidated to meet because I just thought, you know, I don't know what he's like and I haven't really heard and I don't know the nicest human being. My husband is the biggest fan of his ever. Now he gave him his first, uh, we stopped at a gas station and he goes, all right, British guy, we're going to get your, you know, a, a New York hot dog at the gas station and gave him his first <laughs> gas station. Just then like made over him. It made him feel so comfortable. It was so lovely. Just a gem of a human being. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ron, Ron is an awesome human being. We, we were best yeah. friends almost since the day we met. And that's why they put us together as a tag team. Cause we, we traveled together, me, him and uh, Godfather and Teddy Long traveled together everywhere. And uh, that's why they stuck me and Ron together, you know, two, two old yeah. football players. Of course he had a huge name already at the time, you know, so but for me, it was a, a massive upgrade to tag team with uh, Ron Simmons, you know, first black heavyweight champion. And so it was, yeah. but he's always been that way. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. So yeah. nice. I would I would come to the the building early. You guys would be playing cards or like yeah, right? You get early, the, all you got yeah. for you guys would be playing cards. We yeah. had fun. We we enjoyed yeah. being on the road. You know, it was before yeah. the internet, before cell phones. It was just us. You know, we and yeah. we had a blast. You know, we'd run, yeah. go from town to town. We had so much fun. We had yeah. fun at the building. We had fun afterwards. I mean, it was just it was a rolling party for us. And yeah, yeah. And that's just, why it was why just it came a lot of fun. So well. In fact, Ron was, uh, Ron wrestled probably a lot longer than he should have. You know, he had a hip replacement afterwards, some other joints fixed. And, you know, the reason he did it was for me so that uh, he to help me out. It was really, really yeah. cool what he did for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Oh. Yeah, he was, he, was, wow. uh, he was older than me. Uh, not by much, uh, but he had played a lot of football. He'd lift heavy his, his whole life. You know, he he broke the NFL record, uh, rookie record for yeah, bench yeah. press 225. He did it 48 times in Cleveland, broke Lala Zato's record. So he's this super that. strong guy. You know, those guys who lift heavy, you know, later have a lot of joint problems. Joints, so yeah. played football, lifted heavy, then wrestled, you know. So, and he's wrestling guys like Vader and the Steiners, you know. It, was, right. it wasn't like it was easy matches. And right. none of our matches you know, were that easy either. But, you know, he had a long, long career. And one of the reasons he stayed long, longer than he probably would have otherwise was was to help me out. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if you know this or not, or you may not remember, but one young Alexis Lurie was in an APA backstage segment playing cards no. with you guys. I and didn't like, remember I, that. Yeah, it must have been in like a Cincinnati. It was when I was in OVW, your Muhammad Ali shirt, OVW in Louisville. <laughs> that's right. Um, but we went to either it must have been like ohio or cincinnati we would drive like we would have to all drive up 
And I remember I had, was in one of the backstage segments. We were playing cards. We're all up around the table playing the cards and drinking with APA. It was so, so cool. I was still Alexis Slurie then, you know. Rebecca wow, you were so young. Old. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to find the clip and send it to you. Oh, my God. Someone's got it. Rebecca Romaine, Samos at the time, was was in one of our things promoting a movie she had with uh, LL Cool J and Chris Klein, and she headed down a beer as part of the the skit. And yeah. so we we were we offered her you know a fake beer. He goes, no, no, she goes, no, I'm fine. Well, as most skits you know happen because we weren't doing it live, it got screwed up. So she right. down like four or five straight beers, <laughs> like oh, on accident. Are you good, girl? You okay, and she's like, good? sure, I'm fine, fine, fine. I thought, <laughs> Um, I'm now a huge that's, fan. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Can we have her on our show? Yeah. <laughs> well, she will also fit in very seamlessly. Yeah. I, I think it's a sign of like a legendary career that you have. That there's so much to remember, so many great memories of JBL on our screens. Not only the APA segments, which were just, I mean, gosh, talk about a palate cleanser, serious matches, serious matches, and they'd go to the back and APA was there, just so much fun. But then you talk about the JBL singles career with the limo and the Amy Weber who I wanted to be as well with the fabulous suits and just that iconic experience the limo with the horns with With the the horns in the front it was so much fun was that for you so a hundred percent Vince I had nothing to do with that I mean that was awesome though I I thought it was fantastic I couldn't believe it when when I saw it it was it was so good so good. So good. They started got put together. They, they need they needed a guy for Eddie Guerrero in the Staples Center is what they yeah. needed. And so they called me, and I thought I was probably done at the time. I had a had a, had a hernia surgery, had a torn bicep, and I really thought because I was going to Iraq and Afghanistan so much, I was probably just going to be like an ambassador role for WWE. And I thought that's fine. I've had a good career. And then Vince called and said, "We need somebody in six weeks against Eddie Guerrero. Uh, we want to put out this character that I talked about earlier." the JBL character that I'd mentioned to him and he kind of retooled it as he, as he does. Mm-hmm. And so when, when the character came out, nobody bought it. I mean, no one, it was just flopped. And Eddie uh, took it personal that, cause we were such good friends that he wanted to be able to get over anybody. And I was anybody. And so he and his brother Chavo came up with the idea of his mother having the heart attack angle in El Paso on mother's day. And so we did that angle and literally the police had to take me out of El Paso all the way to Odessa because they said that we can't guarantee your safety. I mean, it was wow. unbelievable. Wow. And when that video played, everything changed. And yeah. we went from not being able to sell out the Staples Center. We were really worried about it to setting an attendance record, but it was all because of Eddie. I mean, Eddie just, yeah. Eddie made the JBL character. He was such a selfless guy. And yeah. if not for him, that it, it would have never worked. So I had the right person who was also a very good person that, that really took interest in me. Wow. I just got chill bumps when you said that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I didn't get to know Eddie that much. Like I was there when he was there, but I was so young and just coming up and still, you know, trying to get, find my spot in the locker room. And I think I had just debuted right before he passed. So it wasn't like, you know, but everyone who ever speaks of him speaks so highly of him. And I just, he was incredible. And he was incredible in the ring. I've never, I mean, I was with Sean Michaels, maybe in 95, 96. That's the closest I've seen uh, to, to, to Eddie, I mean, those two guys are, you know, I don't know who's better, but they're both great. But class of their own. Eddie yeah. was unbelievable. That for that uh, Staples Center match, Pat Patterson came back and told us what he wanted and kind of laid this whole thing out. I could tell Eddie didn't like it, and mm-hmm. so I didn't say anything when when Pat walked out. I said, Eddie, what what don't you like? He said, none of it. And uh, so I went to Pat. I said, Pat, Eddie doesn't like it. And he said, which part? I said, any of it. And I said, he wants to call it out there. 
And Pat said, if you succeed or if you fail, it's on you. And he said, so you have to do what you think's best. And right. he said, good luck. And uh, we went out there without even the finish, not even the finish. And uh, we, knew what the, we knew what the finish was going to be, the DQ. But right. we, didn't, we weren't sure how we were going to get there. And yeah, right. the whole thing was called on the fly. I mean, Eddie was just, uh, Eddie, Eddie couldn't sit in the back and put a match together. He, he wasn't one of those guys. But you get him in front of a crowd, he became so creative. It was, it was like being with a live wire that wasn't grounded. You know, it's just like electricity yeah, out there. It was just, it was unbelievable being out there. Yeah. Wow. He is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I remember like when I first, I was very intimidated by him and they were like going, Hey, you're going to be um, flirting with Eddie Guerrero. And I was, um, and China's going to really get jealous of this. And I'm like, okay. This, it was a lot because I'm like, Oh, these are big main names for me. You know what I mean? It's intimidating coming in so green and, and then working with big stars, like being so green, but you guys were so amazing and so nice to the newcomers. And I appreciate that JBL for being nice and respective, you know, respectful at the, at the beginning to me, to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you. It was that I, case of beer. It was a case of beer. That's, that's, that's right. It was the good game, Pat. Good game, good game. Pat. Well, final, final question. We got to let you go because you're a very busy man, but we have yeah. to ask, I mean, we have so many um, aspiring wrestlers that watch the show and I know you can't have the ma magic formula, but if you have any advice for our fans that are watching that want to get involved in professional wrestling, you've spanned so many different careers within the business. What advice would you give to them? I was lucky because I'm one of the, I'm one of the last guys to come from the territories. You know, so, you know, I wrestled uh, so many different territories making it to WWE, you know, from Japan uh, to Mexico to Texas to Puerto Rico to Europe, lived in Europe for two years. And by the time I got to WWE back then, anybody who got there had been something somewhere, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to be successful in WWE, but you knew they were successful somewhere. It's kind of like a pro team. You know, you pick out the best colleges and, you know, these players were studs in, in college. That's how you know guys would make it to the WWE. They, they had succeeded somewhere. Right. Nowadays, there's not that somewhere. And I just right. think it's, it's, it's a huge disadvantage yeah. to these guys not to have to learn how to get over in all these different territories. A lot of them are learning on national television. That's, yeah. that's next to impossible. I mean, I, what Miz did is beyond belief. I mean, that's incredible. Right. A guy come out there with almost no experience, all this TV time, and be able to become this incredible superstar. I mean, that's a recipe for failure for most people. Right. You know, but, but Miz made it. I, I just don't know how these, to me, it's a huge disadvantage of the guys today. All I can tell them right. is learn everything you can, wrestle everywhere you can. Right. You know, no matter what, you, you have to learn how to get over and as many different places as you can, because it, it was different in everywhere. You know, it's different mm -hmm. in Memphis as to Texas, as to Cleveland, Detroit. You know, even with WWE, it's different in different areas uh, yeah. of how to get over. Right. And yeah. that's the best advice I'd have for these guys is, is learn, just learn as much as you can. Yeah. 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 Great advice, though. Great. Well, you, you know, and, and I, I, like when, when Mickey and Victoria were doing, starting the women's division, you know, that they didn't have uh people before them to, to help them you know that's yeah. a huge disadvantage you know you yeah. had medusa i mean all she had really had was bull nakano you know yeah he, he yeah, didn't have, yeah. He didn't have a women's division so you didn't have that knowledge being passed down i mean you know thank goodness you know fit finley was there fit finley yeah huge boost but these women started up something from scratch and now you see what their their work is producing now with the, the young ladies today it's now an equal division at least you know, maybe yeah. even better. Who knows? But you have women yeah. who main event, women who same as the guys. 
Yeah. But it started Incredible. because of them. And, and that's tough being a pioneer. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. Wish I Thank God for Fifth Finley. <laughs> I know. I wish I got their paychecks too. <laughs> you know what's amazing is Dave, Dave was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Of all time. I saw him in Europe. He was beyond belief how good he yes. was. I saw him with matches with Tony St. Clair that were just, I mean. They, they, Tony St. Clair. Ridiculous how what good they were. What a gem he is. Yeah. And by the time he came to States, he, he was older and he got hurt a little bit. And he wasn't, he wasn't as, like he was back in the early 90s. You know, I wish, I wish America could have seen him back in the late 80s, early 90s. He was, he was the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And yeah. then he got handed the women. And you know, you're kind of as a joke, as a joke. And he goes, Okay, you want to give That's me the right. women? I'm gonna Almost make like you badass. And, and he turned help turn. And the women did it as well, help turn that into this incredible that what we have today, this incredible movie. Thousand percent. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Everyone credits Fit Finley, yeah. Yeah. I've got a chance to, like I'd always try to roll around with Fit, but you know, he was just so effortless. Everything was yeah. effortless, but then just toss you around like a rag doll out of nowhere. Like snug as mother, um, snug as Vizuk. <laughs> I was like, I go, okay, easy, easy. He goes, <laughs> he would stretch us out, man. He would stretch us out. He was like, prepared us for accidents that would happen on TV because he would grapple with us, not gently. It was pretty tight. Oh, it was a, tight. He's a very tough guy and a wonderful yeah. guy. Yeah. Fit knocked my tooth out in uh, Europe one time with a clothesline, and he came back in the dressing room and he said, uh, "Everything okay?" And I knew my tooth had, had been knocked, and I said, "Yeah, it's fine." And he goes, "I didn't catch you." And I said, "No, no, not at all. Your dream never felt you. You know, he just knocked my freaking tooth out." But I'm not going to. Does tell he him. ever? Like, did did you ever him. tell him that? No. Did you ever tell him that? Well, well I, I had a sandwich by my locker that I, I waited to save for after the match because we wrestled the same you know arena every night. As, as he walked out, you could tell how disappointed he was. I took a bite of the sandwich, my tooth fell out. Oh. And I go, he doesn't faster knock my tooth out. And he was right around the corner. He came in, he goes, yes, and left. <laughs> he, was, he was so happy. <laughs> Another day at the office, huh? Oh, well, my, my goodness, Mr. Bradshaw Layfield, it has been amazing. JBL, we're all big fans of yours, and we are so thrilled you would join us. Yes, you're a gem. Well, and I love you, you ladies. It is such an honor to, to be on your show. We love you. We love you for agreeing to come on. Yes. Yes. The JBL. JBL. You're a grown ass man, is what you are. (laughs) Grown ass man. Absolutely. (laughs) If you liked this episode of Grown Ass Women, you can also find Gaw TV on YouTube to see the full show in video format. And if you'd like to be a member of Team Gaw, you can support us by joining patreon.com slash TV. Our members get special perks like early access to episodes, autographed merchandise, exclusive photo shoots, live video chats with us, and more. For official Gaw TV merchandise, social media links, and more info, go to gawtv.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the Gawcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for tuning into the Gallcast, and we will see you next week.